Welcome to North Liberty Library's Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast, a series of universal talks gently guided by open hearts and open minds. Listen to ignite the light in you and to appreciate the light in others. Hello, I'm Kelly with North Liberty Library, and I thank you for joining us today on Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast. You can also catch Love, Light, and Lit on Facebook Live every Monday at 12 noon Central Time. Be sure to follow North Liberty Library on Facebook to get notifications. Stress, fatigue, anxiety. Let's face it, we are all experiencing varying degrees of these states at some point in our lives. The pressures of life weigh so heavily on us that at times we inadvertently bring these feelings back to our homes. It can be difficult to leave work at work or a conflict with a friend or loved one out of our safe spaces. I've found that one tool that helps to alleviate some of the stresses of life is found within my own body through my personal yoga practice. Now, while it certainly isn't a cure-all, recent studies have shown that engaging in yoga just a few times a week can help to reduce stress symptoms and also improve short-term memory. When you have a busy life filled with family and other obligations, it can be challenging to find time for yourself, much less for your loved ones, to keep up with a steady yoga practice for stress relief. Today's guest is going to talk to us about the simplest ways to get the whole family on the mat. Leslie Pittman is an award-winning registered nurse and certified yoga teacher. Leslie is back at school in pursuit of obtaining her master's in nursing to become a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner to help black moms postpartum. Juggling the roles of a mother to a five-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl, Leslie intimately understands the challenges of motherhood. She empowers busy moms to conquer stress, discover inner peace, and practice self-care through her virtual yoga sessions and personalized yoga coaching sessions. Leslie's transformative efforts have garnered recognition, including features on Afro TV. Beyond her professional pursuits, Leslie serves her community passionately as the director of the Orlando Chapter for Women on the Rise, a nonprofit dedicated to uplifting girls and women in Central Florida. Today, Leslie is going to talk about the benefits of a consistent yoga practice, even if it's 10 minutes a day, and how it can lead to mindfulness amidst family madness. Welcome, Leslie. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Hearing the bio, I'm always like, oh my God. Yes, I was just sharing with Leslie before we started recording that she is all over the place in a good way. If you're following her on any of her social media channels, which we'll leave in the show notes, you will know Leslie is a busy, busy, busy woman. So it's so good. I'm so glad you were able to make time for us today. I'd like to start by kind of introducing yourself to the audience and telling them a bit about your yoga journey. 
Yeah. So in addition to what Kelly said, and thank you for that beautiful introduction, yes. by the way, my yoga journey has been a windy road. <laughs> and I like to add, I'm not perfect, especially today. I've been feeling a little overwhelmed, but because of my yoga journey, which I started technically in 2009, I am very aware of my body. So anytime I feel in my body that overwhelm, mm-hmm. I'm able to tap back into my yoga practice. And it doesn't necessarily mean going on a yoga mat. It can simply be like, I'm going to go outside and take a walk. And so 2009, I took my first yoga class. It was a Bikram yoga class. So you're in that hot yoga studio, which a lot of people, that seems typically be their first type of yoga class, Yes, which you can either (laughs) hate it or you can be like, I love it. There's there's really no middle ground when it comes to hot yoga. (laughs) There isn't. And I was the person that was like, I love this. Mm -hmm. I got a membership summer 2009. I was there every single day, summer 2009, before I started college. So that will, I guess, age myself of how old I am now. And then fast forward, I got busy with life. And it wasn't until 2016, I had a miscarriage. And I came back to yoga. And that was through way of a yoga challenge, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I did it with my friend, the yoga challenge. You had like post on Instagram, like all that kind of stuff. And it was fun. And at the time, I didn't realize why it was fun. But it was because I was building a sense of community, like just with me and my friend, you know, and then fell off of the practice again. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020, I came back to it after having my second child. It was the pandemic. We were locked in the house. (laughs) And I actually was granted a yoga teacher scholarship. And I've never gotten a... Well, let me stop. I got one scholarship for school, but it was like Mm -hmm. one. (laughs) I don't really win things all of the time. So when I got this scholarship, I was like, I'm going to take it free. And I ran with it. And I did that training so fast. (laughs) Um, So that's a little bit about my journey. Yeah. I mean, every time I hear about your journey, it's so human because like yourself, I got into yoga when I was younger. I remember my yoga journey started when I was eight and I was in my grandparents' house. You know, it was one of those summers where you just did nothing but watch PBS all day. I was watching Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on repeat. And then around five o'clock, all the cartoons and kitty shows went away and there was uh, yoga with Priscilla Patrick. And I was eight years old and I thought, okay, this isn't Sesame Street. I had a rainbow bright blanket and I just started doing my best version of those poses. And I've loved yoga ever since. But just like you, it's been starts and stops. Mm-hmm. And it's so reassuring that now that we are adults and we have children, yes. we have families, how essential yoga is. You mentioned mm-hmm. that you weren't feeling your best today and mm-hmm. your body instinctively knows because of yoga when you're not feeling your best. And I have those same feelings as well. Now, I want to talk a bit about your expertise because you have a lot of it. You are pursuing a master's in nursing. Yes. And you have a certification in yoga. So clearly there is a connect between your healthcare background and your yoga background. How do you connect your medical expertise with your career as a yoga instructor? And I didn't know I was doing it. I want to preface that. I didn't realize I was combining both things that I do every single day into my yoga classes until I started getting clients and talking with people online and 
people are like, I trust you because you're a nurse. Because I'm like, there's a lot of yoga teachers, right? We can Mm -hmm. say it's quote unquote saturated, right? But people like coming to me because they know I have that healthcare background, that healthcare experience. So one way I incorporate that a lot is through breath work. A lot of the times, almost every single yoga class, I start with breathing and I explain to the students about our nervous system, right? Which you do learn about the nervous system a little bit in yoga teacher training, but in nursing school, you learn about the nervous system in depth to the Mm. point of like, what is it doing to your heart, to your brain, to your entire body? I talk almost every time in my yoga class about the parasympathetic nervous system and our sympathetic nervous system. Because a lot of the time, and I've been seeing it a lot lately, which is good in the wellness space, we say your nervous system. But I like to go more detail because when I hear nervous system, or even like in the black community, like my nerves bad, my nerves yes, bad. Yes, yes. And it's like, okay, let's break down why the nerves are bad. Like, what is it? And then, you know, explaining that we live a lot of our time in the sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight or flight where we're constantly yes. like this, like our shoulders are to our ears. Yeah, that you upper know? back. Yes, especially if you yes. sit all day and, mm-hmm. or you're driving. That's, I think, two places stress really day-to-day lands for me is upper back and mm-hmm. hips. Right now is the same. And I also want to add one other place, my jaw. Mm. And a lot of people complain to me about their lower back. Those are other places people are always saying, oh, my back. That's one way is by just talking about anatomically, even though our nervous system is not necessarily like you can't see it, like how you can see your thumb or even in an x-ray, you can see your bones, right? Yeah. The nervous system is something we cannot see, but it is something that affects every single aspect of your body Mm -hmm. because of our spine, our spine, it starts from the base of your skull, right? And it goes all the way down to your tailbone. Yeah. So there's all these little nerve endings that come out of your spine. So yes, technically you can see the nervous system in that aspect, right? Mm -hmm. So when we do the breath work, right? I'm like, okay, breathe down into your chest. And what I'm really wanting you to do is slow that heart rate down. Because by breathing, we're actually slowing our heart rate down. So then we can tap into the parasympathetic nervous system, which then usually when people take classes with me, they're like, I'm tired. Like I need to go home and take a nap. And I'm like, good. Like, that's what I want you to do. Yeah. And I like that you emphasize the pranayama and breathing yes, as one of the eight limbs of yoga, because right. I think we all have moods, especially us who have been doing yoga for a long time, where we just want to get on the mat and get to work. Let's go. I need to move my body because I had a messed up day. But I love and hate a yoga class that starts with like, okay, let's just breathe uh-huh. for five minutes because yeah. I feel like I want to just move. But once I get into that second or third minute of breath, I realized just how much I needed that breath before I got into the movement because the breath is what makes yoga yoga. The difference between yoga and stretching is the breath. That's it. That's really what it is. And I can feel that when I teach classes, especially when I teach classes in person mm-hmm. and we start with the breath, I can energetically <laughs> feel people are like, girl, like I just want to like... I got weight to lose or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't realize because if that's what you're coming on the mat for, you know, to each his own, to shed some pounds or whatever. The only way you're actually going to be able to shed those pounds, if that's what it is you're choosing, is to regulate your nervous system. Yes. So. Because when we're not, when our nervous system is up and at it, 
we're making bad food choices. We're making yep. bad health choices. We're not getting adequate rest. We're yep. probably not drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. Like breath is connected to every single choice you make in your personal wellness. So starting your yoga practice with breath, maybe even making your yoga practice. There are sometimes I need to do it more often where my yoga practice is just pranayama. It's just breathing because sometimes that's what the body needs is the Mm -hmm. breath, not necessarily the movement. Right. That's it. And knowing, I feel like also being as black moms, knowing that that is enough. Knowing that doing that pranayama, doing that breath work for the five minutes, I'll even say the one minute, the one breath, that is enough for that day, right? Mm -hmm. And like learning you are enough because I'm guilty of it too. And that's where sometimes I know the overwhelm comes in is because I'm constantly like chasing this like enoughness or Mm. this like I got to do more, more, more. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's kind of a selfish thing that I'd be having us breathe all the time in the beginning of the class. I have to come back, connect to myself and know that this breath work, this five minutes we're going to do is enough. Right. And then we do stretch in the class. Yes. And it's so beneficial to do that because when you're going into a yoga class, sometimes you're going into yoga class out of habit. But I know there have been many times where I've gone to an in-person yoga class like I've had a stressful week. I deserve this class. This is for me. Let's get started. But you got to ground yourself and you got to ground the collective. So in your work as a yoga instructor, you're using your need for breath to also ground the collective class. And I'm glad you mentioned Black Moms because that's a great segue because I know that you work Mm -hmm. primarily with busy mothers who Mm -hmm. use their yoga practice to combat stress. Now, Mm -hmm. you got the moms convinced. And I say this as a mother myself. I've known my husband for almost 25 years. And I think I can count on one hand the number of times I've gotten him on a yoga mat. (laughs) So, And then the kids, you have younger Mm -hmm. children. My kids are a teen and a tween. I'm definitely not getting them on a yoga mat. But for those busy moms out there who are already sold, like yoga is one of the center parts of their wellness. How do they encourage the rest of the family to get on the mat or to even breathe? Yeah, it starts with you. Like you cannot force anybody to do anything. Actions speak louder than words. Yes. I have heard that time and time again, and it did not click to me until I had children Mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like they got a camera or something because I'm like, I didn't realize how much they're watching me practice yoga until they have a tantrum. Mm -hmm. And then when my daughter was having a tantrum and my son came up to my daughter and said, Violet, just breathe. I didn't say anything. Like I was just like, you know, doing it. She's like, he comes up to her. She's like, Violet, just breathe. Just take a breath. It's going to be okay. And I was like, what? Like you guys are actually listening. To yes. what I'm saying. I realize they just want to spend time with me. So, you know, there are days where I'm like, oh, I just need a moment, but there'll be times I'll leave this door open and I'll be practicing and I like, can I stretch with you, mommy? And oh. they, they'll take out this book that we have, this yoga book that one of my friends actually wrote. I don't have it with me right now, but she wrote this kid yoga book. Mm. So we've read that together. So anytime now that we do yoga together, my daughter brings out the book. She's like points to the poses 
And it's just been beautiful. And then, you know, my husband, he is same, I can count on my hands, Mm -hmm. but there are things that he'll do here and there, like his health, like he's working on it, but he's noticed that he's been paying attention to what I'm doing as well with my wellness journey. And so he's like working on his wellness journey too. Cause you can talk to people till you're blue in the face and like they won't listen. So you just have to worry about you. Like, and I know that can be hard. Hard, and especially as moms, we're like, mm-hmm. we got to pour into our kids. We got to pour into our kids. But you have to be that example. Like you really have to be that example for them. Like if they see that you're not taking care of yourself, this sounds harsh, but they're not going to take care of themselves. Exactly. And I think that even if your family isn't all in on hitting the mat, as much as you are as a yogi. One thing that I have noticed is the way that I communicate with my family changes the more Mm -hmm. I do yoga Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you get in touch with your body. You know when, if you're having a conflict in the house, you get in touch with your body really fast. Yes. And you know when you're getting upset, when you're getting agitated, mm-hmm. when you're getting aggravated. And that's how it can also be beneficial with your family without your family lifting a finger. Is that yeah. you're controlling your temperature, you're controlling mm-hmm. your attitude, and you're tapping into your breath in the midst of any kind of conflict. And that's mm-hmm. important as well. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And that's something... I do on a daily, like the checking in anytime for me, my daughter crying can cause a lot of emotions internally for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And not to get into all of that, but I'll, what I will do, just like you said, Kelly, I will connect with myself in that moment. I'll be like, okay, have I drinking water in the past? Like, you know, hour did I eat today because I'm Mm -hmm. really bad with that you know so it's like little things like that as she is crying and I'm ready to like get really angry Mm -hmm. that I internally like ask these questions have I drank water have I eaten have I moved my body today did I go outside like I go through this list and then I'm like oh I haven't done any of these right let her cry let me emotionally regulate myself that's what I'm really doing to then respond versus react to her emotion. Yeah. And that self-check and that self-awareness comes with a continued yoga practice. And it's so important that parents, but especially busy mothers, and especially mm-hmm. I think black mothers who are dealing with a different set of pressures as well, that mm-hmm. we take that time to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it can be right in the moment, right in the mm-hmm. moment of family conflict, right in the moment of chaos, where we can make that mental checklist. That is so such a good, good tip. Well, Lesleen, I thank you for joining us today. I know you are a friend of the podcast. This is your second yeah. time on the podcast. I yeah. love having you on every time. And yeah. you know, you and I can sit here and talk about yoga all I day know. long. Oh, it's over. <laughs> well, I'm so confident that our audience got yes. many nuggets of wisdom today. But where can our listeners learn more about you and your work? Yes, first and foremost, my website. So it's my name, LeslinePittman.com. That's L-E-S-L-I-N-E, Pittman, P-I-T-T-M-A-N. And then socials, I'm everywhere. <laughs> Facebook, I'm Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, just type my name into all of those platforms and follow me. That's all I ask. Like, yes. if you could just give me a follow, I will appreciate it more than you know. I do have a free seven day yoga challenge. When you go on my website, that will be the pop up that comes up. I highly encourage you to try that. It's geared specifically for moms where I give you one yoga pose. That's it. So it's not like a full class. I just Mm -hmm. give you 
one stretch to do every single day for seven days. And this helps you build that consistency that me and Kelly talk about where we we know because we built a consistency muscle, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what my seven day yoga challenge is. It shows you what yoga is, right? Because that word in itself can be intimidating yes. for a lot of us to yes. even try. So shows you what yoga is, it's free. And then you just go on all the socials. You can send me a message. I love to chat with you, love to hear what you need. And yeah, that's it. Yes. All right. We will definitely have all those links in the show notes. And I'm just so happy you joined us again today, Leslie. Thank you. This is Kelly. And this has been Love, Light and Lit, the podcast presented by the North Liberty Library. Today, we talked with Leslie Pittman about the benefits of consistent yoga practice and how it can lead to mindfulness amidst family madness. Check out show notes from today's episode to find out more about her work and resources. And also Also, please visit our website at northlibertylibrary.org for additional programming and services. Thanks for listening.